All right, is everybody here? As if you have any idea, right? Hey guys, welcome. My name is Aaron Zalong. I'm uh, I'm uh, your your uh, your facilitator this uh, for the next few minutes. I'm um, gonna give you a quick overview and tell you our goal. Uh, how many of you guys would enjoy a goal of getting down to the lunch line before anybody else? <laughs> okay, class dismissed. Let's go. <laughs> uh, no, so. Um, you're in this room because we're going to talk about growing in your coaching skills, and uh, it is an honor, first of all, for, uh, for me to have a couple people in the room first. My wife is over here. This is Shanda. Everybody say hi to her. She is beautiful, and uh, I love her very much and love that she loves me. Uh, also, a couple people in this room that have been very influential to me in my coaching journey and uh, have partnered with me and walked with me. Gary Fowler is in the room as well, and uh, Josh, 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 and I love Gary, too, and love that Gary loves me, and then Josh Saviello over here with Paraclete Coaching, also attends my church and did the uh, coaching session 101 today. How many of you guys were in Josh's session this morning? Okay, great. So I do have a few questions for you. How many of you guys, uh, so you took 101 today, how many of you have coaching uh, experience prior to today? Okay, uh, anybody a certified coach in this room? Like you've gone the distance, you've gone all the trainings and you paid the money and you've done the stuff. Okay, great. So you're in this room because you want to grow in your coaching skills, and I'm going to help you do that. Now, these classes that we have here at Synergy will not help you take your steps towards uh, getting certified. What my goal is, and this whole, the whole track, uh, our goal is, is to help you have some tools so that you can start coaching today. My goal to, to, today is to give you a framework for coaching that you can walk out, because anybody can be a coach. Um, coaching is about is about asking questions and talking way less. And so uh, I'm going to help you with that. First of all, I'm Aaron DeLong. I'm the lead pastor of Simple Church uh, in Reynoldsburg, so just east of Columbus. I'm also uh, the uh, on the lead team for the Ohio Church Multiplication Network, and I'm over the coaching team. I make sure that every single church planner has a coach. Uh, Larry is one of my uh, coaches, I think is the right word. Uh, it sounded like I just called him a co-cheese, like your cheese. I don't know. Anyway, it's weird. Hey, welcome to it. I'm saying words I've never said before. So he's one of my co-cheese, and, uh, and I'm thankful that he's in the room as well. Um, so let's, let's do this. Let's, uh, let's jump in with a quick definition just because I have no idea where you're at of what coaching is. Coaching is helping others and unlocking their potential. Coaching is helping others, oh, and unlocking your potential. By the way, I have handouts. Would somebody be so kind as to hand these out? Hey, my pretty wife is sitting right here. There you go, babe. So essentially, coaching is not about more doing. In fact, I would say coaching is an opportunity for you, if you want to, uh, facetiously say for you as a leader, a pastor, a boss, to be a little more lazy, okay? Because <laughs> a, a lot of people in your organization probably look at you as somebody who can get stuff done. That's likely why you're in leadership, because you are somebody who gets stuff done. And everybody that serves underneath you or on your team or in your home comes to you on a regular basis because you have the answers. What coaching does is it begins to develop people. It teaches them and demonstrates to them, teaches them how to walk through a process of getting things done, but it also helps them develop as a person. So coaching is a great tool that you need to have in your belt. This is what John Maxwell said about coaching, and I love this. And I won't spend too much time. I know Josh did a 101, but for those of you that weren't in there, Maxwell says this, many years ago I decided to focus on helping people solve problems rather than helping solve people's problems. These suggest... These suggestions are some approaches you should find effective. Number one, never allow others to think you always have the best answers. This will only make them dependent on you. Number two, ask questions. Help people to think through the entire process of their problem. Number three, become a coach, not a king. A coach brings out the best in others, helping them to reach deep down inside and discover their potential. A king only gives commands. This is good stuff. It's okay. You can amen and, and go, mmm, so good. You can say that kind of stuff in here. It's all right, all right? Uh, next one, list their solutions on paper. Integrate your ideas with theirs until they have ownership of them. Ask them to decide on the best solution to their problem. Develop a game plan and ask them to take ownership and responsibility for the game plan. Let them set up a time frame and accountability process. He goes on to say, your goal should be that when the meeting is over, the other person has processed the problem, selected a solution, developed a game plan, and taken ownership of it. His or her relationship with you will not be a dependent one, but a deepening one. Man, that's good. 
That's what we're here to learn about today. I want to take you a little deeper. If you've already got some coaching skills, I want to help you take your next steps. And I apologize, but I really thought my, my, my presentation thing would be right here and I can look you all in the face, but the cord is so short. So I'm going to be over here doing this as I look at my notes and hit next. So I, I apologize for that. But first, let's get started on the two things I promised you we'll work on today. We're going to listen, talk about your listening skills and we're going to talk about your questions, the kind of questions that you ask. In fact, I'm going to give you there are tons of questions you can ask as a coach that are really powerful ones, but I'm going to give you seven that you'll be able to walk out with today and that you can use no matter where you're at and no matter what, what environment you find yourself in. So first, let's talk about listening skills, though, because you cannot be a coach if all you want to do is run your mouth. If you want to talk, this is probably not the right, right place for you. Uh, you feel free to leave at this time. Thank you. Seriously, though, uh, coaching is, about, is, is more about listening. So when you ask your questions, you have to develop within yourself the ability to listen. This means like a habit or a discipline of being quiet. And I think we lack that, right? Our lives are constantly on the move. There's so much noise. But I believe that, that as a coach, that which is better is what God called David to in the middle of all his turmoil, in the middle of the war, was be still. To be still and know. So, so being a coach requires you to be still. So ask your questions and then listen. And listen intently. And there's lots of ways that you can listen. Some of you are like, okay, I thought it was just with my ears. But go ahead, Aaron. Tell me, about, tell me more about that. Well, you can listen to what somebody is saying. So you ask your question. Listen to what they're saying. But you can also listen to what they're not saying. What, what is it they aren't talking about? As a coach, you're going to be keyed in on what is it they aren't saying to you? What is it the thing that you feel like they might be dancing around? And then you can listen to how they are saying what they are saying. So we're talking about tonality. We're talking about spe very specific words. I have in my coaching experience keyed in on very specific words somebody uses. They'll use a word that I feel like is aggressive. And I'll just stop and say, can we go back for just a second? That's a really aggressive word. Tell me about that. Why that word? Why does it feel that way to you? Right? Tell me about that and we'll dive a little bit deeper. You can listen to what they're saying, how they're saying what they say. Listen to what they're not saying. But you can also do a whole lot of reading into their body language as well. As a coach, the best coaches will insist on one of two things. Either being present because that's the best way for them to coach you. They want to be right in front of you so that they can watch you. They can watch your, your arms. So what are, what are crossed arms like this communicating? Does anybody know? Closed yeah, closed off. What are maybe, maybe hands in pockets, just kind of, what does this represent to you? Shoulders drooped, hands in pockets. Relaxed. Yeah, sure. Uh, there's no right answer here. I'm just asking what does it communicate to you? Yeah, I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm at home. So you can watch somebody's body language, and so good coaches want to be in front of somebody, but they also, you can also do a video chat if you want to. Phone calls, you lose that opportunity. You don't have the, the opportunity to see their facial expressions, to read their eyes, to read their hands. Are they talking a lot with their hands? Are they Jewish or Italian like I am? I'm Jewish. You talk with their hands. What are, what are they doing? You can learn a lot by listening to their body language because their body is speaking what they're saying, what they're not saying as well. So listen. Another way you can listen, and you guys all know this one, I'm sure, because a lot of you are doing it right now, is active listening. What is active listening? Anybody know? Taking notes. Taking notes. I think that's a great way. I'm an active listener that way. I like to take notes. Anybody else know? Active listening. Yeah, there you go. Come on, man. You're already doing it. Good. There are several of you already doing it. You're active listening. You're shaking your head. You're going along with them, right? Active listening can also be like the, uh, the oh, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Whew. This is all active listening. I'm participating in the conversation without really, really changing the direction of it. I'm just actively listening to you. So as a coach, one of the greatest skills we have in our listening is playing it back for them, like just being a part of them, maintaining eye contact, staying in the conversation with them is so important. So important because it makes them feel like they're being heard. And who doesn't want to be heard? So, so in order to create this trust and this space that you have to have as a coach, because more than likely they're going to share things with you that they may not share with anybody else. 
Stay with them. Honor them. Be, be actively participating in the conversation. Another way to do that is actually to say back to them what you heard. So what I hear you saying is, and if you're not really sure, you can say, so what I hear you saying is this, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is this what you're saying? And you can summarize it in your own words. It honors the person in front of you to listen in this way, to let them know, I hear you, I see you, I understand. Right? So, so active listening is important. And then I think you can listen better. I'm going to just toss out a pet peeve and nobody needs to be embarrassed or hurt. I understand we are in the digital age and I understand our cell phones are super important to us, okay? But let me just kind of step into some uncomfortable space for a moment and say something to you. That even though your phone is on the table and face down, you are still letting that person sitting in front of you know that the most important thing is not them. It's your cell phone. Because if it buzzes, you're still going to be distracted and you're going to pull it out and look. You're, you're ultimately aborting any kind of deepening relationship you can have with that person. So put your phones away. Don't put them down. Don't flip them over. Put your phones away. I'm going to tell you this, that if I talk to somebody who is on their phone, I will feel like I'm wasting my time, and this is me. I will clam up, and I'll walk away. I'm not mad. I'm just going. I'm not going to invest any more of my time. I'm not going to invest any more of my energy here in this conversation if you're going to dishonor me by having your phone out. Now, again, no shame in this room. I realize some of you are using, using it to take notes. As a pastor on Sunday morning, there are tons of people on their phones on Sunday morning, and they swear that they're following along and that they're reading their Bibles, but this is not following along. <laughs> this little gesture right here is not following along. If you have a, a sudden outburst of laughter as you stare at your crotch, it is not because you're following along. <laughs> Right? It's because you're hiding your phone and you're looking at memes on Facebook and Instagram. I'm going to step over here off my soapbox. As a coach, when somebody walks into your office, as a leader, as a pastor, disengage. If you're sitting behind a computer, step out from behind that space. If you've got a laptop open in front of you, close it. Put your phone away, not in front of you. Honor the person that's in front of you by clearing away the distractions. You will never obtain the permission to have the deeper, deeper levels of conversation that you need to have as a coach if you don't do these things. If you don't demonstrate to them with everything that you've got in them that they are a priority. My kids, we, we do this at home. The TV's on and, and we're relaxing and we're watching a show. If a child walks into the room, the first thing I do is I pause it and I put the controller down and I look at them. And they're like, what's wrong? What, what's wrong? I'm like, well, you just walked in the room. You're way more important than this. It doesn't matter to me. I remember when, when we first started doing that, it just kind of took them off guard. But we want to demonstrate to our kids that they're important. As a boss, as a leader, as a manager, and now as a coach, Disconnect. Honor whoever is there. You may need to ask them to come back at another time, and that's okay. I'm not saying don't do those things. But honor someone when they step through your door, especially if they're going to give you a part of their heart and deepen the conversation and the relationship. Amen, everybody? Y'all okay with that? All right, good. I'm glad you're okay with it. I don't, I don't want to hurt your feelings too bad. Let's make it sure. Make sure that they know they're important. So, on to asking questions. There are... A whole group of questions, like tons of really, really powerful questions. But the most powerful kind of question is an open-ended question. Anybody know what an open-ended question is? I saw a hand go up over here. Tammy, you know it. You're waiting like this. Let's go. No, no, no. This yeah. is good. What she just yeah. said. Go ahead. Come on. Give me more. Question like why? Yeah. Closed question. Yeah. You want to you want to give a more abstract question so they have more direction to go with their answer. Absolutely. So an open-ended question is a question that you can't say yes or no to. A closed-ended question. There's there's just a there's a right there's a wrong. We want we want to get it right and there's struggle here. Asking why questions can, can, can be that way. Yeah, absolutely. Like the question of, how was your day? If you ask your kids, your kids are going to say, good. 
uh, bad, or they're just going to shrug their shoulders. It's closed-ended. That, that's end of conversation. Congratulations. You just deleted 20 minutes of connection with your kid. Right? So, but an open-ended question was, would be, tell me about your day. What happened today? Right? It's, it's open-ended because it leaves it open for them to talk about whatever is on their heart. Whatever they've experienced that day. And it lets them know, I don't need to prioritize this conversation. I, I, don't, need, I don't have an agenda. I don't have a goal. I just want to know about you. I, I, I want to have, give you, there's no wrong answer here, right Josh? How would you define an open-ended question? It gives them it gives them a way just in that situation. It doesn't imply anything in the sense of a direction of the conversation. Mm. They they have the ability to direct the conversation. Which is a powerful thing. Thank you, Josh. Mm -hmm. Giving somebody that power demonstrates I trust you. I trust you with this conversation. I'm not leading it anywhere. I'm not trying to manipulate you. And it opens the door, again, for deeper relationship in the middle of that. The kind of questions you want to ask, open-ended questions you want to choose, the questions that begin with what, and avoid questions that begin with why. Sometimes we don't know the answer to why, and that kind of frustrates people and shuts them down. I don't understand, always understand why I did something. I can tell you the what happened. I can tell you what I'm feeling. I can't tell you why. I can tell you what I did, but I can't tell you why I did it. So, so why is, it, is, a, is not the, the, the best kind of question to ask? A what kind of question is a powerful, open-ended question. Why did you do this? Instead of asking that, ask, what did you hope to accomplish? Why did you think this was a good idea? Or, what made you choose this course of action? You can see the power in the difference of the phrasing of those questions, a why versus a what. So, uh, anybody want to give me an open-ended question? Give me an example of an open-ended question. Let's process our learning here. Anybody at all? What inspired this class? Ah, fantastic, great. What inspired this class? She's leaving it open for me just to talk about what inspired me to do this. Excellent question, thank you. Get your new... What's your Ah, what's your calling? Fantastic. Fantastic. How was church on Sunday? How was church on Sunday? All right. Good. I might be able to answer that with just a good. Or it was, it was all right. Right? So expanding that. What was your takeaway from Sunday? Oh, now we're trusting them with a conversation that will actually get us to, to some dialogue. What was your takeaway? What did you find valuable? Gary's great at this. After every meeting, I get in a car with Gary. That's the question he asks. What's your takeaway? I don't know if he really cares or not, but it's what he asks. <laughs> Anybody else? Good question. Open-ended question. Good open-ended question. And I think one of the frame, I just did this with my 14-year-old daughter, and it was amazing. I just said, you know, winning, losing, stuck, or inspired. Where do you feel like you're winning? Where do you feel like you're losing? Where are you stuck? Where are you inspired? Wow. It was probably the best conversation I've ever had with her. Wow. You want to say that again so we can write that down? Yeah, well, and it's, it's a framework. Yeah, yeah. So That'll be, that's the next session that you're doing, right, Gary? Yeah, Gary's session today. So winning, losing, stuck, or inspired. And it's a self-coaching question, too. So where do I feel like I'm winning right now, currently? So we went back and forth. I said, where do you think you're winning? Where do you think I'm winning? And then I said, where, here's where I think you're winning, and here's where I think I'm winning. We've got to learn to encourage ourselves as well. I love that. Thank you. So asking open-ended questions, the point of it is to probe their heart. We're not really going anywhere. I don't have a point to this conversation. I want to know what you want to talk about. I want to know what is on your heart. It encourages self-discovery. By the way, you'll notice that in coaching, it's not about telling someone anything. It's about discovering something together. Let's go on the journey together. Let's probe someone's heart. This is a powerful, powerful tool for you to have. So when you're asking your questions, make sure that they are open-ended. All right. So let's dive into some questions. I'm going to give you... Oops, I'm going too fast here. Oh, wow. Went the wrong way. Here's our first question. These, these questions are, are solid questions that you can use again today. This, this framework that is on this page... These are things you can take in to wherever you're at. In fact, we're going to practice in just a few moments. I'm going to give you the first three. Then we're going to break off into triads. Okay, That means three people, a group of three. 
And yours, one person is going to be somebody just to listen and observe. One person is going to use these three questions to ask, and the other person is going to be the PBC or the person being coached. All right? So pay attention. And here we go. The first one is the kickstart question. This is, uh, this is, this is, hey, let's get past the idle chatter. Somebody darkens your door, steps into your office, and you say, what's on your mind? That's the question. What, what's on your mind? It's simple. But this question will probe their heart. It'll also get right to the point of why they're there in your office, because they're there for a reason. What's on your mind? It invites them to get past the chit-chat and get to the matters of importance, right? Which is why they're there. They're there to talk about something. And so you're inviting them. Hey, let's talk about what matters most in this moment. And it's not about what matters to me. Notice that coaching is always about honoring the person in front of you. What matters to you? What's important to you? And here's what's going to happen. As the person begins to talk, they're going to start talking about three Ps, okay? I don't know if, did I put these on your handout, the three Ps? Okay, here you go. Side notes. There's plenty of blank space for you. Side notes. As you ask them what's on your mind, they're going to talk about projects. So what is it they're working on? They're, they're going to talk about that. They might talk about the people, because I don't know if you've ever done a project or not, but more often than not, it involves people, and people can be frustrating, <laughs> they can slow down the process. They can create problems. So, so here it is. So it's, it's, it's the projects, the people, or the third thing, and these are the developmental conversations and the ones that are so powerful for you to be in, is the patterns. So projects, people, or patterns. Patterns is relative to them. A lot of times people will come into your, to your space and they're as a boss, and, and, and if anybody wants to agree with me, you can just shake your head like this with me or, or out loud affirm, but when they come into the space, they want to talk about the project and the person that's causing the problem, right? But more often than not, what needs to happen is that they need to deal with themselves. How are they responding to that situation? What is it that they need to do? How do they need to, to I, I don't even want to assume what they need to do. What is it they need to do? Their behavior is essentially what it comes down to. And so we can talk about problems, and that's what you ask them, is they list, listen for the problems, listen for the people, and listen for the patterns that, that may exist. And then you get to ask them, what do you want to talk about most? I heard, I heard you talk about the project. I heard you talk about this person. But I also heard you say this. What do you want to talk about most? Right? And then that'll get the conversation started. So key in on those things. They're going to talk about people, projects, and patterns. Patterns will be personal development and fun stuff. What do you want to focus on today is the follow-up question as you listen to it, all right? So again, you're not in control of the conversation. You're just letting them flow. The next question is the awe question. Probably the most powerful question in coaching. If you want to look like a coaching ninja, just do this one, okay? The awe question is, it's an acronym for and what else? And what else? The truth of the matter is, is you're probably going to get some surface level responses to your initial questions. But asking and what else probes their heart for more. They may go, well, and respond to and what else with, well, in this thing. And what else? Well, and then there's, and what else? And then you might get to that one where they go, ah, And they'll take the leap for the thing that's really most important to them. Asking and what else is a strong question because it doesn't assume that the first thing they gave you is the most important thing. That there, there is probably something else. Now, there might not be. So the encouragement to you is, is what's on your mind? And then the next question, and what else? What else is on your mind? Or if they begin talking about what they're struggling with or whatever, there's a challenge. And what else becomes a, a framework for that question? And what else is a challenge for you? And what else are you finding difficult right now? And what else? And what else? And what else? And what else is important to you? And what else do you need? The and what else question offers you some great help here. Because I can tell there's really smart people in this room. And as leaders, the reason you are in leadership is because you've got some experience and some know-how. And I honor that. 
But the worst thing you can do in this moment when they start talking about what's on their mind is to give advice. But that's what every one of us wants to do. Well, I know how to do this. I've been here before. This is how you do this. Come on, move. Right? And we want to step into the space. But guess what we just did? We just took over. We just aborted their developmental process. And we just added something else to our plates. If we really care about people, there's potential within them to unlock. So coaching is that tool that will help you. So asking, and what else, will help you kill the advice monster that's inside you. Right? If you want to defeat the advice monster, ask, and what else? And avoid asking a question that contains the advice. Man, this is tough. Have you ever considered doing... Uh-oh. See, we just gave them a solution because we believe that's the solution that they need. And what else? And continue asking. You want to know when you've reached the successful point when, when there is nothing else. Okay, then move on the conversation. And what else? And they go, oh, I think that's about it. Great. Take the next step then, right? Ask, and what else? Greatest coaching question ever. Here we go. The next one is the focus question. I hope you've been paying attention because after I, I walk you through this one, you're going to give it a try, okay? The focus question. The focus question is, what's the real challenge here for you? Now, the first two questions are going to identify the people, the patterns, and, and the projects. But we're really going to dive in here at this point and go, what's the real challenge here for you? And understand the, the phrasing of this is super important. What's the challenge implies that there is one. Here implies like it's right here. It's in this space. And it, and it brings it home for you. You follow the, why that's powerful? Because more often than not, we want to focus on the projects and the people. And those things, there are solutions for those things, and they're powerful. And the reason we're talking about them is because we want to have control over them, right? We want to have control over the way somebody's behaving, or what they're doing, or what they're not doing, or the outcome of a project. But really what needs to happen is we need to bring that, that home into what we call our 20 square feet. You can really only influence and control what's in your 20 square feet of space. That means it's about you how you're responding, how you're dealing with this situation. And so doing this, asking this question, the focus question, what's the real challenge here for you, is a powerful question that brings it to their space and to their place. This is the kind of question that will help you deepen the conversation and bring it to a more transformational one where they will begin to develop in their responses. So it connects the problem to them instead of on other people. And there may be many issues, there may be a lot of projects, the, the people, the patterns, but, but here's the thing, when there's so much to focus on, do you know what happens to people? It's like a lion. Do you know why a lion can be tamed by a chair? Because there are four things coming at it at once. Four legs of the chair. And it backs down. <coughs> Can't focus on all of it at once. It's the same with us. Whenever we consider all these things, the people, the patterns, the projects, it just polarizes us. We just, we just kind of tend to freeze. This will bring focus to what's most important here. What, what's the challenge here for you? It's the, it's the old adage of how do you eat an elephant? Just a bite at a time, right? We're going to take our first bite doing this. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to break off into groups. Oh, and by the way, on this one, as you ask this one, remember awe? And what else? When they answer this question, you can ask, and what else? Right? So here's what I want you to do. Break off into triads, and let's give this a try. We're going to give you, uh, what time is it? Great. 12 o'clock. It's 12 o'clock? Okay. Great. Let's do this. Let's do, I'll give you five minutes to do it. Maybe a little more. We'll stretch it. But go ahead and do that now. Remember, somebody's an observer. One person is the person asking the question. The other person is the person being coached. Let's go. Let's do it. You can be fours. It's all right. It's all right if it works out to be fours, but just just shift around. Whatever's easy. <laughs> I'll also come around and I'll observe as well. So go ahead and do. I can be Who's going to be the coach here? You going to do it? 
You observe? Who's coaching? Are you asking the questions? I'll be the guy with the problems. You'll be the guy with the problems. Okay, Levi, that leaves you, man. You're the coach. Let's do it, man. She looks like she's got lots of problems. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Go ahead, Michelle. Yeah. Uh huh. Ah. When you say when you say this class and then you went to lunch, I said, well, wait. Yeah. They don't have anything in common. So that's where you can step. You got it. That's it. Good. I like that. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, if you got to it quickly, I understand. We're in a coaching session. Where you at? How you doing? Um, getting into the kind of problem. Ah, excellent. Uh, Do you need to know where to go from there, huh? Yeah. Okay, that's good. This is. There you go. Good. Two minutes. <laughs> You guys are already done over here. What happened? Uh, problem solved. Okay. Well, what was what? Who was who was the person being coached? Okay. You were. Okay. So what's on your mind? Lunch. Lunch. Tell me about that. Well, I'm, I was worried about this lunch break time of 30 minutes and over 700 of us trying to get to lunch and be ready to go to the next session. Mm. Which I'm sharing in the third session. Ah, see. I'm going to have time to get that lunch. Interesting. And set up. So what's the real challenge here for you? Time. Time. <laughs> Tell me about that. There's a lack of it. <laughs> really? For whom? For me. Ah, okay. Okay, great. So we've just got to the problem. Do you see what happened? Yeah. It's not about it's not about the lunchbox. Right. It's about her time. Yeah. So if I if we continue this conversation, yo, did you? Yeah. Oh, you did do this. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I thought you just ended with the lunchbox. I was like, okay, great. Okay, you did. Great job, guys. Mm. What else? <laughs> 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 well, wait, what's the challenge in doing that for you? Um, that my sugar might drop. Oh. And what happens if... I'll grab some snacks. I, I know where there's a stash. Okay, so, so what she's walking through now is exactly where coaching wants to go. We're, we're talking about creating a plan for it because she's got some anxiety here and she's already got a plan in place. She knows what she's going to do. It's likely that before we even get to the end of this class, she's going to dart. If I honor her as getting out of here early, then you won't have to worry about that, right? You're in the right class. Come on, look at that. Look where God put you. Look what God did. Just loved you enough. What's your name? Christine. Christine. Love Christine enough to put her in this room knowing I'm going to get you out of here. I like it. All right, time, time, time. Let's bring it to a close because we got, we got some more questions to do. Spin her around here. Okay, all right. So how did, how did that go? Anybody want to share? How did that go at your share? Hey, we're... we're who was, uh, give me a coach, somebody, a coach that was in the group that wants to share. How did that go for you? Tell me, tell me about that. Yeah. I thought it was um, just 
of the questions that you asked us to ask them, then he had to go digging a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper and yeah. a little bit deeper. Um, it wasn't long enough, though. We didn't solve the problem. But That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I gave you five minutes. a little bit deeper. And then you, me as a coach, I'm drawn into it even uh -huh. more so. Tell me about that. If, well, um, okay, now we're coaching. Um, you got it. You see what I did? It was fun to, to hear the situation that he was in, and then it was fun to watch how he was digging deeper mm. and to actually realize where his desires were turning to now, mm -hmm. but he can't go to his desires because he has this situation. Come on. So you were getting, you were getting to the root of, of some issues there, right? Yeah. I mean, and if you had to spend another five to ten minutes with him, what do you think would have happened? The Come on. <laughs> Who else? Thank you for that. Yes. I just, I, just an observation from the experience is sometimes as a leader, it can be incredibly intimidating because you feel like you have to solve everyone else's problems. Mm -hmm. What if I don't have the answer? And really, this gives you the freedom in knowing you're, that's not your job. Right. Your job is to help walk someone through to finding their own solution. Absolutely. So with Christine, do you mind if I share a little bit? Sure. Okay, so Christine has a, has a concern here. Now, do you know who the expert on Christine's life is? Christine. Christine. Yeah. And her concern was, at surface levels, was getting down to lunch because she's got the same concern that Aaron has. And that we've got 30 minutes to get 700-some people through before the next session, and she's speaking for the next session, right? She's got a genuine concern there. And her concern was not just attached to getting that box. Her concern was attached to her blood sugar level dropping and then her having to perform because it takes some time once you get some food to get that back up, right? And I, we identified, I, I said, look at Christine. I said, look where God puts you. He loves you so much. He puts you in a room with a guy who's, with a fat guy who wants to get out early for lunch, right? So, <laughs> but, but seriously, so, we, so with those questions, we, we got to the concern. She started making a plan. Well, I need to do. I need to get this food, so I'm going to dart out of here. I'm going to get my box lunch, then I'm going to do. She had a plan in place, and this is what coaching is about. It's about drawing out what's already in the heart of the person in front of you. We've got to keep moving because I want to give you this content, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. So is it wrong then, um, okay, if I put away my phone and my computer, right? Yeah. Is it wrong for me to say to them, do you mind if I write some of the uh, things down with their wood? Not at all. About? Because if the conversation is a long conversation, mm -hmm. you might forget what they yep. said earlier in the conversation. I, I take notes. When I'm, when I'm sitting and coaching somebody, especially if I'm over the phone with them, I'll write them down, any kind of points of interest, because I wanna, I wanna, I'm honoring them by writing down some of the things that they're asking. You notes on me? <laughs> 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 yes, sir. Yeah, if they give you permission and it's okay, then okay, yeah, for sure. Right. But the assumption you're making is that they have the answer within them. And the Bible says that in a lot of cases, Yep. Well, so one of the things that, that uh, I, I feel like I, I missed, I failed to mention here is that when you're listening, uh, and my apologies uh, for anybody listening in this room and also to the recording, should have said this earlier, it's in my notes, uh, listen for the Holy Spirit. You, you have the paraclete, the helper, the one that, that dwells inside of you that as you're listening to what they're saying, you can listen for the Holy Spirit. He's given me powerful questions to ask as I'm coaching people that were just not within me, that really probed the heart. And, and, here, and here's the thing. Coaching is not, is not necessarily, you're not always going to lead them to an answer, but one of the more powerful questions is, is, if you don't have the answer, who do you know that does? Right? It, there's, there's nothing wrong with asking that question. Now, you don't want to run to that in the beginning. You don't want to assume that that's ultimately the answer to their problem. But if you get to that place, you don't, sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. And I'm not telling you to never give advice. I'm just saying that coaching, that advice should not be where you run to immediately. Okay? There's going to be time for you to do that. All right? So, but just within the framework of coaching. You're absolutely right. So I honor you. You're right. You're right. However, co go through the coaching process. See what's there. And they may identify you, and I'm going to get there, okay? So you're just ahead of me, all right? But, but they may identify you. So here we go. So here's the next one, all right? The, the foundation question. The foundation question. Now I'm going to give you these next two questions, and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to give you one uh, that, that you could replace these two with. But here we go. <laughs> the foundation question is, what do you want? What do you want? So we talk about the problem. We've, we've already framed the problem. Here's the problem for me. It's asking the question of, what do you want? What is the outcome you desire here? What, what do you want to see happen in this situation? What, what do you want 
from, from, from this situation? What, what is the outcome, right? And oftentimes this is a hard question to ask, to actually to answer, excuse me, to answer. Because sometimes we don't know what we want. My wife never knows where she wants to go to eat dinner. <laughs> never knows. She's right there and she knows it. It's true. Never knows. So when you ask this question of what do you want, the temptation will be to speak, but don't. Be silent. Get comfortable with silence. Ask the question and just sit there. Don't be the next person to speak. If you do, you've aborted the process. Listen. Get comfortable with the, with the uncomfortable. Because they're going to begin to think. They're going to realize, I've got to decide this. Because once they know what they want, the pathway is then clear for them. Not for you on what they need to do. Right? <coughs> if I know what I want, if I know that, that I have a goal in mind, then I, I know what I'm going to need to do in order to get there. That becomes the, ne- the next series of questions. Is, is we're, we're asking them for the plan. And the plan may be to talk to somebody that knows. Because you don't know what you don't know. Right? There's no shame in that. This is, not, this is not about figuring out the world's problems. This is about creating a pathway for them to move forward. It's what coaching does. It develops them, unleashes their potential, right? So asking this question is super important, especially if the conversation feels stuck. If you seem to like, and you're stuck on the and what else, and what else, and what else, and there just seems to be a laundry list, and they're not really sure what to focus on, what is it you want? Right? It's a powerful question. It brings focus to the situation and it helps them uh, imagine courageously what they want. There's, a, there's uh, some therapists that put together something called solution-based therapy. And they have this question they call the miracle question. It says this, suppose that tonight while you're sleeping, a miracle happens. When you get up in the morning, how will you know that things have suddenly got better? And the answer to that question is potentially what you're looking for here, right? So in, in therapy, it's, okay, that's the better. It identifies that which is better, that which you want, you desire most. Now, I'm not saying you use that question, but I'm just saying within the framework, it asks the same question. What, what is it that you want? So we want to make it clear. We want to be silent. And then, because it may take time to answer, once they do answer, what are we going to do? Yeah, good job. I don't know who said it, but somebody said it over here. There you go. And what else? Well, what else do you want, right? Because we can't assume the first answer they give us is the answer that, that, that they want to focus on. And what else? The next one is the lazy question. Remember I said that coaching helps you be lazy? This is the lazy question. What do you want from me? Now, this, this as a boss, as a leader, this, this is not standard coaching, Okay. This is not, if you are a, a, like a coach, a certified trained coach, this is not a question you would ask, but as a leader, this is an okay, okay question to ask. For me, though, I don't like this question because it inserts me into the solution of the problem. I, I don't like that. Now, if they need something from me, I want them to ask you, but we have a tendency to run right to this. How can I help you? What can I do? We insert ourselves in. Do you know why? Because we're all rescuers. We love people. We just want to help. So we run to the rescue. So this question, this helps you avoid running to their rescue. I, I don't want to rescue you, but I want you to ask me. This is uncomfortable sometimes to ask your boss for help or to ask anybody for help, right? Who in here is really good at asking for help? Oh, so I see we're in a room, a room full of people that are all just the same. We don't like doing this. What do you want from me? As the boss, as the leader, as the pastor... This lets them know, I'm here for you, but as a coach, as a certified trained coach, if you were doing this for a living, Josh, as a coach, do you ever ask this question? Not, not typically, right? No. So, so know that. I gave you, I gave you the two, those two questions, right? This one and the last one. I, I would chuck them both, and this is the question I ask the most. You ready? What do, what do you need the most? Because it doesn't insert me into it. It asks basically the same question of what do you want, but, but what do you need the most? Is, is a clearer picture. And if they need something from you, they'll ask you. So in true coach fashion, that would be the right kind of question to ask. What do you need most? And, and when they, if, if they choose to say something to you, as what do you want from me, and they do choose to identify something, you can answer four ways. You can say no. You can say yes. You can say no, but I can do this. Or you can say, let me think about it, and I'll get back to you. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. Pressing pause, taking time, doing what you need to do. 
But as they answer the question, genuinely listen. Stay curious. And then you can ask. Yeah, and what else? Come on, somebody's got it. And what else? That's the ninja question, right? The next one is the strategic question. This is a great question to ask. Because if we're coming up with a plan, if we've decided what we want, and they know what the, what, what the, the focus is in goal, this is, about, this is about their plan. They're personally walking it out. And this honors them in a way to help them think. Remember, we're talking developmental coaching is what we're doing. We're developing a person as we're talking to them. If you're saying yes to this, what are you saying no to? This assumes that their focus is going to be on the yes, and it helps them build some boundaries in their lives. Because if, what, if you say yes, every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. If you say yes to watching TV, you're saying no to maybe spending time with your spouse or your kids or doing homework or assignments or chores or whatever. It, whatever you say yes to, you're saying no to something. So if you're choosing to say yes to what you want, now this is part of our developmental plan. What is it you need to say no to? Is there a meeting that you need to dip out on that you're regularly in? Is there a project that's been your baby for so long that you're going to need to let go of and trust other people with? If you're saying yes to this, what do you need to say no to? Is there a relationship that you need to let go of? Uh Uh-oh. Is there some expectations you need to begin to manage? Is there a pattern? Is there a habit that you need to break? Or a belief about yourself that you need to let go of? If you're saying yes to this, what what does it mean you're going to have to say no to? And and that's an open-ended question. It's, it's a, they're going to identify, well, I'm going to need to stop doing this. I'm going to need to say no to that. I'm not going to be available on Tuesdays to take all those calls. I've got that time block that I normally have. I'm going to not be able to do that. Uh, I'm, it's going to require me to, right? It, it's just thinking through the process completely. Remember, acknowledge people's answers. As they give them, just share them back. Active listening. So what I hear you saying is this. You're going to say yes to this, and this is your plan. You're going to have to say no to all these things. Is that right? Yeah. And then I'm going to ask, and what else? And what else? All right, last question. And then I'll, uh, I'll give you some resources and we'll, we'll take off here for lunch. It's the learning question. This is the learning question. What was most useful for you? We're assuming that there is a learning process happening here. Remember, this is coaching for development. This is developing people to be independent so that you can be lazy as the boss. No. Really, so that you can attend to what you're gifted to attend to. Amen, everybody? Come on, there's some power in that. It's asking them, because people don't learn when you tell them something. They oftentimes don't even learn when they do something. The way they learn best is when they recite something, recall something. When they teach others something. Or share it. So like Gary, one of my favorite questions after a session. And if Gary and I were driving home today, Gary's going to ask me, what was your takeaway today? What did you learn today? What was your favorite thing? Some form of question like that. At the end of this, at the end of your coaching conversation, what was most useful for you? Is assuming that there a was something useful in the conversation, which is really good for you as a coach because they'll come back to you, kind of plants the seed. Man, that was really helpful. But what was useful for you in this conversation? And they they may identify. Remember, we're we're learning. Like, oh wow. I went through a process. If you ever sit with somebody and coach somebody who is used to being coached, you'll see how they start coaching themselves along the way. Why? Because they're developing. They're learning a skill. I can, I can do this myself. And the more you coach them, the more skill that they learn. So what was useful in this? Allows them to recite back, hey, th- that was really helpful to me. I learned that about myself. I can do that again. It reinforces the process, which, by the way, came from within them. Because coaching's not about telling. It's about drawing out that potential. Reinforces their capabilities. And the best thing is it reinforces your trust in them. That's so honoring. That's so empowering. So my hope is you take this framework that you practice. You're going to do it awkwardly. Even if you have to have this sitting in front of you. Put it at the edge of your table and when somebody walks in... Fumble through it. Tell them, hey, I learned this new thing called coaching. Do you mind if I try it out? Do you mind if I, I frame our conversation a little different? It'll be okay. I had to do that at first. I had to ask my team members, like, hey, I went to this coaching session, this training, and, and I spent three days here, and, and I paid a lot of money for it, so I'm going <laughs> to, I'd really like to try this out. 
Coaching is a great gift with your kids. Coaching is, 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 is a gift with anybody in your congregation. If you just would learn to, that, that a coach does not mean you're the expert on everything. You, you don't have to know it all. The, 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 best, the best person, the expert on their own selves is them. So, so trust them, honor them. This is a great thing. So here's what I'm going to do. I know I have, on my next slide says question and answer, and I'm going to buzz by that because I want to do this. If you would like more coaching resources, uh, since I'm leading the coaching initiative here in the state of Ohio, there will be additional trainings so that you can, that'll be several days long so that you can deep dive into this. You can enjoy the rest of the Synergy sessions. If you haven't already signed up for it, you need to go to that man's, go, go to Gary's session. When is your session, Gary? 215. You need to be in that session. Uh, he's going to give you additional frameworks for coaching because there's lots of different models. There's lots of questions you can ask. This is a basic one, but I, I want you to understand the power of it. But if you'll text COACHING to 614-408-8441, that'll add you to a list. I'll make sure that you get all the information that you need about upcoming coaching stuff until you tell, tell me to stop sending it to you and you're not interested anymore, okay? Also, it's on your handouts there, but my email address is aaron at mysimple.church. If you're looking for books, websites, podcasts, I can refer you to all of those things if you want to continue to grow in your coaching. So, having said all that, I'm going to spend... Oh, there. What time is it? It's 12.22. Okay. Are there any questions? Actually, let me do this. I'm going to pray for you. We're going to dismiss. If you've got questions, you can stay around and ask. How about that, Christine? Look at her smile. Look at that. That's what I love right there. Father, thank you for this group. Thank you for an opportunity to share about coaching. Lord, I pray that as they take steps forward to do this ever so boldly, Lord, that you would bless their efforts. But Father, more than that, I pray that you would bless those that are being coached. Lord, that you would help us build up people as we choose to kill the advice, the advice monster, as we choose to be still in the uncomfortable silence, and as we choose to trust people with their lives and trust you, God, that you're moving and working in them. The same spirit that is within us is also within them. So Lord, bless us as we do this. Help us become stronger and better coaches. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. God bless you guys.